All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. I just got a kick out of that. I just started to record this podcast, talked for about 15 minutes, and then realized I wasn't recording. So take two. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. Thank you very much for joining us today. We're going to have an adult conversation about a third rail topic that is rarely discussed in detail because it's too dangerous thing to talk about, I think, in most situations and cases because there's a lot of nuance. And recently I've been obsessed with the truth and how important facts are, right? And how important truths are. You know, we covered this in the Tyranny podcast, but I wanted to elaborate on it further today because I've been thinking a lot about the truth and facts as it relates to the current trans movement that's going on in society. And I'm very confused by it, and it's taken me a while to sort through everything and kind of really drill down into what's bothering me and why. I mean, obviously, I have no issue with anyone who thinks differently than me. We are all individuals, and we are all different. That's what makes us so unique and interesting, right? I mean, what an opportunity to learn something, because every time you talk to somebody and you interact with somebody, it's a learning opportunity because they, no two people think the same, no two people act the same. What an amazing gift every time you talk to somebody who's different than you. I don't have a problem with that. That, that can only help everybody, the discussions and the communications. That, that part is all good. And it's not the individual trans people I have an issue with. I mean, I know I definitely have an issue with all the virtue signaling around the topic. And it's always a very trendy to go against the norms of, you know, gender, whether it's your kid's name or the color you paint their room or what color clothes you're buying or what toys you let them play with. Everyone's trying to one up each other in their quest to be the the most understanding or the most progressive or the most woke parent, right? That that, that the group think kind of preys upon a person's worry about not being a good person, right? So they overcompensate in the wrong direction and just drop this fucking virtue signal napalm all over everything. But it's it's not just the the virtue signal that's getting me. And I've I've figured out as I've been really trying to get to the core of this, it's the absence of truth and the absence of privacy that I have the bigger issue with. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. When I did the tyranny podcast, I came to understand how important the truth is and how it relates to freedom. And you may say, well Nick, well what does the trans community have to do with your freedom? Well, it's a great question because it has absolutely nothing to do with my freedom. But it's not the members of the trans community that I'm worried about. It's their cause being hijacked by bad actors is what worries me. That's the people I'm afraid of. And that's why I feel my freedom and your freedom may be in jeopardy because of those bad actors. So history does not repeat, but it does instruct. I think it's important to remember that and keep a vigilant eye on what's going on. Members of my family will roll their eyes when I say some shit like that. But I firmly believe that our rights, our liberty, our freedom are always under attack, constantly. History is not on our side. You know, every democracy that's ever existed has failed for the same reason. Also, sidebar, that's why our founding fathers gave us a republic, you know, with a republican style of government. You know, the word democracy does not appear in any of the founding fathers' documents, constitution, none of that shit. Because they knew every democracy has failed because they inevitably go bankrupt. Everyone. Like enough people vote or want free shit, then there goes your democracy. It's another thing the founding fathers were so aware of and wanted to prevent mob rule. That's why they staggered the elections. 
right? You have the president every four years. You have Congress and Senate. They alternate every two years. That way, if some fad hit, right, and was only short-lived, that it couldn't and it wouldn't be able to take over our lawmakers. It, listen, if it's a long-lasting and worthy of changing, then it would survive a few election cycles and it would be adopted. But after much scrutiny and debate, right? So without that safeguard, we'd have, we would have gone broke trying to keep up with the ever-changing fads. So back, back to truth, right? So why is it so important? To abandon facts is to abandon freedom. That's one other thing we learned in the Tyranny podcast from Timothy Snyder. And then he goes on to cite numerous examples of history. If nothing is true, then no one can criticize power because there is no basis upon which to do so. And this is where I start to have a problem with this whole trans movement is because you, once you're unable to criticize or discuss a topic, that's dangerous. So when I hear people willfully ignore truths and facts and science, my radar goes up. It goes way up. Because history has shown us that time and again, that when we abandon facts, we abandon freedom. Now, discussing this topic is very dangerous because like all subjects with nuance, it's too easy for your opponent just to call you fucking transphobic, right? Instead of putting some thought into the nuance and trying to hold a few opposing ideas in their head at the same time, right? Now, the problem with the identity politics and that group thing is it restricts your ability to think critically. You know, to me, there seems to be three parts to this discussion. The truths and facts and science, that's one. People's preferences when it comes to private matters is two. And the third one is the enforcement of rules and laws regarding this subject matter. And this is why it's so messy and this this is why it can't be discussed quickly. Let's get into the privacy first. What has happened to our privacy? You know, has social media and identity politics just ruined our private lives forever? I mean, I just don't remember when your sexual preference, who you voted for, your religious beliefs, your gender identity, your vaccination status, your medical history. Like, when has, all, when has this shit been anybody else's business? Suddenly, the answers to all those previously unasked taboo questions are now what group us together. The surface stuff has replaced what's inside. Remember that old saying, it's what's inside that counts? Yeah, no, no more. There's no more inside because everything's out. Everything's on the surface. You get topics in the news that talk about gender and fucking race and sex and tra- I don't know. I don't know what's happened to the privacy. So that's, that's question one. And question two is what the hell's happened to the truth? Another thing from the Tyranny podcast, right? So in that book, Timothy Snyder quotes Victor Kempler, who was a German scholar who survived during World War II. It was Victor's observations that the truth dies in four modes, okay? Mode one is his open hostility to verifiable reality, which takes the form of presenting inventions and lies as if they were facts. We've seen this a lot recently, the open hostility to verifiable reality. Women can be men, men can be women, men can breastfeed, men can give birth, you know, get vaccinated for somebody else's safety, right? There's just been a lot of examples of open hostility to verifiable reality. XX is a female chromosome, XY is a male chromosome. Suddenly, there's open hostility to stuff that used to be true, that still is true, but this is number one of how truth dies. 
Number two, the truth dying depends on endless repetition designed to make the fictional possible and the criminal desirable. So it transforms individuals into stereotypes, right? So that's why is it so dangerous to talk about this? Because whenever you try to discuss the facts and the science of it, you're now a stereotype. You're transphobic. You're a racist. You're a science denier. You're a fucking fill in the blank. And if they keep saying it, right, that endless repetition, anti-vaxxer, you're unvax. That's why the narrative always uses the same terminology because it's the endless repetition that destroys the truth. It makes the fictional possible because if enough people say it, then it's true, right? You control the narrative, you control society. Like look at Governor DeSantis in Florida. He was saying no mandates. He was saying you have the, the freedom to get a shot or not. You have a freedom to wear a mask or not. But everyone just said he's killing people. He doesn't care about people. And then he says, hey, no sex, transgender discussion in schools at a young age. Now he's a homophobe, right? And everyone says it because it depends on the endless repetition of the smear to hide the truth. Third way that the truth dies is to have some sort of magical thinking or an open embrace of contradiction, right? So it's accepting untruth of the radical kind requires that blatant abandonment of reason. Like men can breastfeed. Huh? So you have to embrace that contradiction, that magical thinking that makes you think that that can happen. Like the magical thinking, like get vaccinated to, to protect your neighbor and to protect everybody, but you can still get it and spread it, right? There's that contradiction, but it, you need the magical thinking to keep driving home these fucking points. That's how you kill the truth. And the fourth way that the truth dies, according to Victor Kempler, was misplaced faith. When that faith descends down from the heavens to this earth, there's no room remains for the small truths, right? Or our individual discernment and experience because it's all faith-based. What, what we experience as individual and all the shit we've learned, that's out the window because now we're just believing in something. It's the faith. So once the quote-unquote truth has become infallible, you know, rather than factual or evidence-based, then that factual stuff, the truth, the evidence is irrelevant. Because everyone just believes. That's why we talk a lot about on this podcast about not making decisions based on faith and emotion. Because you'll be misled. You need to use facts, critical thinking, reason to make good decisions. So we covered the truth. We covered the privacy. Now let's look at the laws and rules and enforcement. And this is really one of the things that I've been coming back to over and over again is how do you enforce rules if they can change the facts and the truths and the science that are all required and necessary in determining how we enforce the rules, right? How is a society supposed to react to an ever-changing situation without any norms or rules or playbook, right? This is something that I, I struggle to wrap my head around. You know, why is your preference... Why is your identity, why is your own reality becoming a part of my day? Okay, I don't have a problem with your preferences, with your identity, with your reality. I have a problem when it's now part of my day. Now it's, I have a problem when it's affecting legislation. I have a problem when it's affecting education. I have a problem when it's affecting sports, right? There are no rules or rights for preferences, for identities, for realities, we covered this, why we have individual rights and not group rights or any other rights other than individual rights, right? Because there's too many fucking people. There's too many variables, too many preferences, too many identities, too many own people with their own realities. You can identify as something you're not. You can play this game. You can be involved with others who want to play the same game, but you can't make everyone else 
participate in your self-image simulation. It's impossible. There's no rules. There's no truth. There's no thing that anybody can then play the game and not fend somebody. Like, there's just no way to participate in somebody else's fucking reality. Again, if you want to do this with other people, great, because you have an understanding that these are the rules we're playing by. That's totally fine. But when you need and expect society to do this, it's impossible. How the fuck can, how can I participate in everybody else's reality when I don't even know what their fucking reality is? It's impossible. You know, it's almost, it's like, it's like virtual reality versus the real world. Laws apply in both, but you can't bring laws from one into the other because it doesn't work. And I started to think a lot about like the separation of church and state, right? It's kind of a good example of what we're dealing with here, right? Because you have the virtual reality world of religion, right? Those are your beliefs. Can't prove any of that shit, but you believe it and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to that, but that's your, that's a you thing. That's a you religion. That's a you thing in your head. Your relationship with whatever fucking religious people is your thing. Juxtapose that to the real world where there's science, math, chemistry, biology, right? They're established truths and laws. They're just two different things, right? It's like a belief versus a law. And Roger Williams, who founded the state of Rhode Island, believed that any government involvement in the church would corrupt the church. I agree. And that's kind of what I'm worried about here. When you get the government involved in gender, when you get the government revolved involved in sex or race, the government will corrupt those subjects. And that's what I'm fearful of. I'm not fearful of somebody who identifies as a trans person or has different preferences. Or I don't give a shit about that. No issue whatsoever with that. Because me liking sailing is no different than you, you thinking you're a different gender. It doesn't fucking matter. Those are personal likes and dislikes. So I'm cool with that. But I'm not cool with the corruption that comes when these kind of things happen. Right. The government exists to serve the government. Right. The government is always growing. This is how this is why we've lost our way with our government. If they fix a problem, then they are no longer needed. Right. Self-preservation will always prevent real progress from the government, because if they fix their problems, we don't need them anymore. They can go home. They lose their position of power. They lose their influence. They lose their career. That's why this used to be a civic duty, and now these politicians have turned it into careers. Look back at all of our biggest issues recently. Race, gender, Russian interference, inflation. These are all like cottage industries relying on the problem never getting solved and always getting worse, right? They always have to scare the shit out of you that this is, this is the new thing. It's always has to be the, has to be worse, right? It's systemic racism, right? Are we more racist now than we were 50 years ago? No, but it's being sold to us that way. You know, would you donate money if that said charity told you the truth, right? Like if, if BLM came out tomorrow and said, hey, listen, we've come a long way in race relations in this country. We've been trending in the right direction for decades now. We've had an Amer African-American president, you know, something your grandparents would have never thought possible. And that was 14 years ago. Yeah, obviously we'll never get to racism zero, but man, we are doing a great job. You're not supporting that cause, you know? If it's not dire, you're not going to win any fucking woke points for that. So that's why everything, climate change, racism, everything's like the fucking worse now than it's ever been because they need, need your money. They need, to, they need to exist, right? If all those people that run all these cottage industries... If they weren't selling it as the next worst thing, they wouldn't have anything to do. And the other thing that I keep coming back to is when I was a kid, 
in the late 80s and early 90s. I mean, I, <laughs> I giggle at what I would do with the rules of today, right? I just go right, I go right back to like my 10, 11 year old self, a boy, a lot of, lot of chemicals running through your body, a lot of urges, a lot of things I would have done to see a woman naked, right? Like just thinking like bathrooms, locker rooms, like could, I, you just can't walk in somewhere into a woman's locker room. Like, don't worry, ladies. I, I consider my, I identify as one of you, <laughs> you know, like I, what has changed since then? Because that would have been completely unacceptable. I would have gotten in a load of sh- fucking shit, a lot of trouble. But th- you can do that now. What, what the hell has changed? Has there been any scientific breakthroughs? Any big fucking discoveries that I missed? No. The perception of the truth has changed. And this is why this has been bouncing around in my head. Because I don't understand how this is even possible. And when the point I got to in my head is it is possible because the truth is no longer being recognized. And that is the dangerous part. It's historically dangerous when this happens. I support your right to be anything you want to be as long as you don't break a law. I support your right to say whatever you want to say if you don't break a law. But my support also comes with the caveat that if you say something that is not true, then I have a moral obligation to challenge you on that. I'm not going to challenge you on how you feel or what you like. That's a you thing. But we all have a duty to defend the truth to believe in the truth, because to abandon the facts is to abandon freedom. And that's why I get concerned when we start these kinds of conversations. And they're always around like these taboo subjects where you can't cleanly discuss them, like race and gender and sexuality. Like those things are so fucking personal that it's very hard to have the nuanced conversation. If there's a part of a message or a part of a thing that's wrong, and you can't discuss it without being vilified. The facts and the truths have been replaced with feelings and faith. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's the danger. If there's no rules, then everything is up for interpretation. And a law that needs to be interpreted is not a just law. So again, we can have the real world where we recognize truths, facts, biology, science, math, chemistry, like all the shit that we've accomplished so far and then you can have your world both can be true both can coexist but your own world that's where your preferences your identities and all the stuff that you like and don't like that's in your world we all coexist as society in the real world it is impossible in my opinion for us to coexist in each other's worlds because we don't know what the fuck is going on in your head so let's not even try believe in truth Believe in whatever you want to believe that makes you happy. But don't expect other people to set aside the things they know to be true. So thank you very much for joining us today in discussing a very nuanced topic. I felt like it was worthy discussion because the best way to unite our country and our world is to identify the truths and also respect people's preferences and identities. And let's also understand that it's an impossible task to have both the real world realities and your own world realities. Hope everyone has a great day. And if you're getting to the end of this podcast and you think I'm racist or transphobic or closed-minded or a bigot, please listen to it again and try to pick up on the nuance of a very delicate topic. And it's only delicate because the conversation around it gets shut down 
And I bet the more conversations everyone would have regarding it, they would all realize that they were, were more similar than we are different. And the only people that are trying to make this divisive are the people that aren't interested in my freedoms and your identities. Brothers and sisters! Brothers and sisters! I don't know what this world is coming to! Yes! The rhythm, the rebel, without a pause, I'm lowering my level. The hard drama, where you never been, I'm in. You want styling? You know it's time again. D, the enemy, telling you to hear it. They praise the music, it's time to play the lyrics. Some say no to the album, the show, but much the sound. I made a year ago, I guess you know. You guess I'm just a radical, not on sabbatical, yes, to make it critical. The only part of your body, chipping party in two. Pass the power on the hour from the rebel to you. Hey, yo, Chuck, man, I'm on Let's go.